Hello, my name is Riley, the NBF, and this is my rest journey. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dorees. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Udockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. A pro. Hello and welcome to my Brit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined online by one half of SAS Central, the Rainbow Killer, Riley the NBF. I don't see them, Riley. Hello, I'm alright. Um, I've had a bit ill today, but I've got myself a cuppa. I'm alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my girlfriend's just started a new job in nursery with loads of two year olds, so I think we've been swapping the same cold. Yeah. Audio. That happened happened all the time when I was living with my sister because she has a little one and I was getting calls all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when my six-year-old goes back to school, the first two weeks after he goes back to school, I'm ill. Yeah, it's horrible. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so how's 2022 been treating you in the ring so far? Uh, In the ring, absolutely incredible. I mean, I think what like I see like the same people wrestling every single weekend but for yeah. me the less i wrestle the more i get out of it i think mm. um i would like to wrestle more but it's just finding the time and like finding you know because you know outside of wrestling riley has an actual working human life yes <laughs> so, so when i try to add my wrestling life into it sometimes my personal life sort of like you know conflicts with it yeah but how much i'm wrestling now is more than acceptable but i would like to wrestle more so yeah. it's working out perfectly, especially with South Central. Yes, great too. <laughs> Clarence is so fun. <laughs> oh, Clarence is amazing. He's <laughs> literally one of my best friends. One of the only people in wrestling who I could actually call a friend. Not yeah. that I wouldn't call any other people in wrestling a friend, but like obviously we're a tag team. Like you know, ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's so, yeah, he's so fun. He's so so different to when I first saw him as. Hammer, I can't remember what his name was. Hammer, Sledgehammer Bear. Sledgehammer Bear. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't talk about that era. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah so, it was like it's the first time I, I got when I first got into UVW. We just watched all the um, Flora's Lava matches. So one year he's Sledgehammer. Yeah, it's definitely a transformation to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> so following lockdown, did you want to make any tweaks to your character or your moveset once you returned? To- so pre so pre COVID, I was very different to what I am now. I was a lot greener back then. I was a lot younger, smaller, yes. skinnier. Um, I had a very I wouldn't say basic move set, but there was never really any development from what I was doing. Mm. You know, I would try new things if I was working with new people, or um, if I was working with. On a show, if I was working with one of my coaches, I'd let them take the reins because, you yeah. know, I'd feel, I'd feel safer that way. These days, I kind of have more say in what I do. Um, you know, I'm an adult now, but, you know, I'm older, wiser, bigger. Like, you know, I'm not a skinny little 15-year-old anymore. I'm now nice. this, you know, somewhat built, you know, 19-year-old. So 
I would like to say that there's definitely been a lot of changes, especially like what I wear. Mm. I was just I used to just wear like black leggings and kick pads and knee pads and that's yeah. it. And but now I actually have like a signature look. Like I have, you know, gear that's one leg is short and one leg is tight. Mm-hmm. And then I wear like arm like um compression sleeves. So there's definitely like a signature look to what I wear now. And my moveset, I'd like to think it's very driven by my creative side, let's call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a very, um, you know, I like to be very extra. I like to be sassy. I like to take the piss. I like to be funny. Mm. But I don't know. Wrestling isn't a serious thing to me. It's a fun thing for me. Yeah, that's what it's best, though, what, it, what it's Yeah, for. absolutely. Like, I, I, I will have them. I would love to have matches where I'm like, oh, yeah, now we've got a really we've got to treat this like it's an actual fight. But other times, I just like to have fun. Mm. You know, it, I I get more out of it that way. Mm. So why did the name change come about then? Because <clears throat> it was Riley Andrews until very recently. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've gone through, you know, two identity changes, really. Like, um, you mm. know, there's me coming out as someone who likes the same gender mm-hmm. and then me realising I'm... I don't really identify that gender that myself. Yes. And the name Riley Andrews, it just didn't feel right because at first I was just at first I was going to change Riley to something more gender neutral, but then I realised Riley is gender neutral. It was the Andrews that wasn't, mm-hmm. and I couldn't yeah. really find a gender neutral last name, so I decided not to go with the last name at all. Mm. So Riley V N B F was born, created. Yes. And I'm hopeful to debut it soon. Brains. And for the listeners, what does MBF stand for? Uh, non-binary finery. So if non-binary anyone listening, to, if nobody knows what non-binary means, listening, um, it means I go by they them pronouns. Mm-hmm. So I neither identify as male or female. I'm just in the middle. I am just myself. I am me. Yes. <laughs> Brains. What's a finery? <laughs> um. So. I don't know. I just kind of like. I That's just rhymed. Really. Yeah, it just <laughs> rhymed. And you know what? When I called myself that, people responded to it. Like mm. especially people, especially people backstage. But you know, I think it definitely sticks with me. It speaks to me. Whereas like like the Rainbow Killer still speaks to me, but the non-binary finally kind of like sticks to me more. Mm. Oh my lovely. This is the Sassy Red Clarence, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. So this, this will give away your age, so who was your favourite wrestler, Gretel? Ooh, that's a difficult one. I mean, I don't know why, but I am insanely, insanely, like, interested by Dakota Kai. Yes, she's brilliant. I, I love Dakota Kai. I think it's just because, like... Her style is very similar to mine. Like we're very kick based, you know. Mm. Um, um, Pete Dunne, um, I really like his technical, you know, very dirty technical style. It's something that I don't get to see all the time. Um, and then I think all time favorite as a child, it's got to be Rey Mysterio for someone my yes. age. <laughs> it's got to be because I was a gym. I was a gymnast before I was a wrestler. Yeah. So seeing him doing all these acrobatic, high flying things, it was so like it was so new to me because I obviously 
I've been part of wrestling like mainly all my life. My dad was part of a wrestling promotion since I was mm. a little kid. So I've always been around wrestling, but I never really got involved with it until about what nine, ten years old. Yeah. But I would, but I would always go to shows beforehand, and I would never see wrestlers who could do the things that Rey Mysterio could not, could do. Sorry. So, um, yeah, Rey Mysterio definitely stuck out to me uh, in my younger years. But obviously, in these days, it's you know it's obvious people, people in NXT or mm. you know on the indies. Like um, right now, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yes, he's fun. I I cannot get enough of him. I honestly cannot. He is so smooth and he is so fresh. And especially mm. after him getting released and him doing what he's doing now with like Defy. Um, he was at Progress a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, he was at a show in Ireland. I think he was at a show in Ireland just recently. He did. I think he did OTC. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was in a match with um, Robbie X and a few other people. I can't remember the names of, but I watched that match and oh my god, it was incredible. Like I just cannot get enough of Swerve Scott. So those people are definitely people I watch the most. Yeah, his match on uh, Rampage this week, last week with uh, Tony oh, Nese was a lot of so fun. It was great. Yeah, but if really put Tony Nese over, I know it's Tony Nese is good, but I just he's missing something. I think Tony Nese can just find this unique selling point. I think he'll be on his next level as well. So he's he's really good. Yeah, absolutely. But, I definitely enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't, but I enjoyed his cruiserweight title reign. Mm. Like it was just a nice, simple reign that didn't have to have every twist and turn in the book possible, which mm-hmm. is something you see all the time these days. And I've had enough of that. But yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice, simple reign, and it ended not in the best way, but it ended all right. Mm-hmm. With so. Rey Mysterio, he's, he's everybody loves him. Like, so my my sixteen year old, his favorite wrestler growing up was Rey Mysterio. My six year old still is, is loves Rey Mysterio. It's, it's, I think it's because like he's been everywhere and has done everything, like from his mm-hmm. early days in Mexico to um, WCW, all the way through WWE. His indie mm. and then back to WWE. He's just someone who's been there and done that, and at his age can still go and do the things that he does. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why so everyone what, loves him. What prompted you to do on the tights and get in the ring yourself? Um, I don't know. I think um, I was. It was wrestling something that is a nice midway point between two things that I really love, and that's sport and theatre. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm a theatre kid. At heart. I'm, I'm at a theatre school, so. Um, Wrestling is just like that nice midway point between, you know, um, sport and drama. And that's something, those are two things I really love. And for those things to come together to make one yeah. big, massive thing, it's it's just something that I never experienced, like, to its full potential until I actually went to a wrestling show, sat down and watched it with my parents. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a... It was a singles match between my two coaches who would be coaches later on that year. And I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I want to give this a try. So about, so I had my first training session when I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 19 now, so almost 10 years in the game. So I had my first training session, and even though it was just learning how to bump and roll and lock up, it was, it was just something incredible. Like, I was just like, I can't get enough of this. Yeah. Like, wrestling is like a drug, and I am heavily addicted to it. <laughs> So, so was Rey Mysterio who like you wanted to mould your star around when you start training? Then, or? obviously because I was smaller and I had a gymnastics yeah. background, everyone who was training me had me do a lot of high flying stuff. 
So I would watch a lot of Cruiserweights. I would watch a lot of Rey Mysterio. Um, and then obviously my dad, because he's an old wrestling fan, he'd had me watch the old WCW Cruiserweights. The people like mm. Dumalenko, Chris Jericho, Psychosis. Um, he had me watch Takamichi Noko. Because uh, I use the Takamichi Noko driver, because that is yes. my favorite. That's my favorite move ever. Um, Underrated so, wrestler in WWE. Absolutely. WWF. So um, I would definitely use a lot of nuances from the WCW, the WCW cruiserweights. But then, as I got older, I started to mold my own style, which mm-hmm. was more um, kick and strike and technical based. Because I work with. One of my trainers is very tech-based, and I would lean towards his um, classes than I would others, even though mm-hmm. I do love the other ones, but I would like to learn more technical. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. These days, I kind of just do what I want now. <laughs> so that's a great contrast with the Sassy, who's such a power wrestler, to have like a kick-based technical wrestler as a tag team. Just like... I think that's what makes us such a different style. Mm of tag teams because you always see two you always see a tag team that are two wrestlers that are the same mm-hmm. whereas like me and um sassy bear he is the big powerhouse and i'm the small fast agile one so it's really helped us create different combos and go down different avenues of tag team wrestling mm. Did you have an idea of a character you wanted to be when you not maybe when you were 10 but when you got to like the 15 when you've made your I don't know. I when I when I was younger and I was getting on like festival shows and like mm. pre shows, I was just the kind of happy go lucky kid who yes. would <laughs> put who would just put other people over. Um once I reached about sixteen, seventeen, that's when I started delving into that um the cocky teenager who ran mm. who ran their mouth and, you know, again got kicked in the face for it and put other people over. Yeah. <laughs> It was really during lockdown where I was kind of like, okay, I kind of really want to just really step into who I am and, you know, let, when we do come back to wrestling, let people see, you know, the real Riley. Hmm. So that's when I started wearing, you know, the black and rainbow gear. I started wearing, um, I started like putting on, um, rainbow face paint or, you know, um, Letting people see my goofy, sassy, little, gullible, laughy side. Do you know what I mean? Mm, definitely. <laughs> so it takes us back to your first shows, like your first proper match. So what do you remember? In hindsight, did you enjoy it? And was it good? Or? Um, I w- so in the promotion that I was working for, that I was training under, um, so we had like a group of us um, younger talent. We were deemed the junior division, if you will. Yeah. So um, we would be in like, um, you know, trainee and veteran versus trainee versus veteran tag matches. Yeah. Okay. And we'd have like a spot or two and whatnot. They were just like simple, fun little tag matches. Um, so I was in one of them. I can't remember who with, but um, oh, dude, I was so nervous. I like, I had like, <laughs> just like, you know, a generic piece of like, you know, black bikers with me yeah. and kick pads. Um, I used a different name back then. I don't know what name I was using. Um, to be honest, I've, I've probably tried to forget it because it was that bad. Um, but um, it was a nice little fun match. Um, it was in my hometown, which was fun. Yeah. You know, having your first match in your hometown is always a good, nice feeling. You know, my parents were there. My dad was there. 
Um, but yeah, it was a nice little fun match, but it wasn't, but that was when I was like 14. I never really had an actual proper decent run when I, until I was about what, 15, stepping into 16. Hmm. So, so as we said, you're one half of the SAS Central. So tell us a bit about the history of the team. How did you meet Clarence? And um, obviously, you know, when there's two wrestlers like me and him, which in my young, in my younger, um, I never really knew any wrestlers who were like me. No. So to see people who were like me, like people like Visage, Brad Slayer, mm. um, you know, Jason Joshua, um, and of course Clarence. And out of everyone, Clarence stood out to me the most, purely mm. because of, you know, the pink gear, the mullet. Oh, my God. I cannot, like, everyone, like, <laughs> Clarence would not be Clarence without that mullet. The day he gets rid of it is the day <laughs> wrestling dies for me. <laughs> the day he gets rid of that mullet is the day wrestling dies for me. And I hope he never gets rid of it. But, um, yeah. Um, and it was when Pride Pro had been announced. And they were looking for tag teams because there's not a lot of tag teams like me and Clarence. The only other team that I know of, um, well, at the time, the only only tag team that we knew of was Priscilla yeah. and Mitchell Starr, who even who rarely tag these days, but they're still a team. So we were just kind of like, right, we live an hour away from each other. There's a wrestling, there's a training facility where we could go to on the reg, and we just decided that okay. Let's give this a shot. Let's give this a go. So the first few training sessions we had, it was just getting rid of the ring rust for me. Yeah. Because at that point, I had not been in the <laughs> ring in almost a year. So um, got rid of the ring rust. And um, Clarence got in touch with Paul Ash, who was the promoter for UBW. And during his 20 year, during his 25 years, he's a, he's been a tag wrestler. Yeah. As the new breed. So to get... So getting the opportunity to work with someone who's, you know, been there, done that in tag team wrestling, we got a really good session in and we got a lot of good pointers, you know, handed us one of his tag moves. So he gave us a really good session, not just like in the ring, but like, but like the business side of it as well as a tag team. So to be, to be able to have that mentoring from someone like Paul Lash, who before meeting him, you vote, you would hear stories of, and you'd see, you know, his matches on YouTube. So to get to meet him in person and to learn from him is a really mm. good experience for my career. Um, and having getting to work with him at the training facility gave me and Clarence the opportunity to wrestle in his tag division, which is and his whole and like his roster as a whole, tag team division aside, is a lovely group of guys and girls who mm. work really hard and are all unique in their own way. So to work yeah. with UBW alongside SAS Central to be trained under Paul Ash is just a, it's just a fulfilling experience. Yeah, I've, 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 I've sp- I haven't spoken to Paul yet, but I do really love his podcast. He comes across really well at that podcast. And oh. yeah, anybody, I've, anybody I've interviewed from like UBW, I've said what a great guy he is. He's so funny as well. He like As a promoter, he's great. As a person he is incredible like he is such a good friend he's looked out for me like at a really bad time and i was like look i don't want to really wrestle for a bit i just want to i do want to be around but i don't want to wrestle he was like dude that is totally fine take all the time you need and when you're ready come back so he's so as a person and as a promoter he is top notch 
Are you hoping? What's your? Oh, sorry. <coughs> so what have been some of your favourite matches as a team, and who are you hoping to face in the near future? Is there any feud you want to go into? Um, my favourite tag team match up until now is probably our most recent one. Um, it was for UBW against their tag team champions, the Heavyweight Heartbreakers. Yes. For their tag, for their tag titles, it was such a good match. Was it like, early this I, month? Wasn't it? I think. Was it? Um, yes, so it was. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not earlier this month, early last, uh, well, last month. Yeah, last month. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was such a fun match. Like, I had such a good time, you know, working with the Heartbreakers a second time. Mm. Um, the first time was great, but obviously the second time topped the first one by a long stretch. Um, everything went the way it should have. The crowd was hot. I had some of my friends there to watch me. It was great. Mm. I had, like, a really good time. And, you know, to be able to get the hot tag and come in, you know, guns are blazing. It was great. I loved every yeah. single moment of it. Um, who we would like to face in the future? Um, I mean, for me, I would love to face Lycos Jim. Yes. Um, Lycos 2 is my six-year-old's favourite British wrestler. Yeah. Yes. Lycos, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love watching Lycos Jim because they're so mm. good. Um, Sunshine Machine. Oh, they're f- yeah, there are a lot. I can see that, I can see that being yeah. a fun match. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so much fun. Purely because I think me and Chuck Mambo would have a, have a really good chemistry because we're both very, you know, smiley and, you know, goofy. So I think that'd be a good pairing in a little, you know, little one-on-one-off. Yeah, I'm, um, sure, I'm sure he's worked at UVW in the past, doesn't I? I'm sure he was in one of the largest. Yeah, yeah he was. A, yeah, they, had a, they had a tag team match at Flores Lava earlier this year. Hmm. And it should have been us that answered that open challenge, but you know, Thunder Express answered it first. But you know, <laughs> we we faced Thunder Express before, and they're incredible as well. Hmm. Um, who else would I like to work? Um, as a singles, I I've I've worked Joe Lando in the past, but only in tag matches. Yeah, we've never had a solid one-on-one match, and that is something I would love to have this year. That's, yeah, that'd be a fun match. Mm. Joe Lander's great. He's also he, we talked a lot through lockdown because we knew each other from our from our old promotion. So to have that one on one one on one match now, both going through our evolutions, mm. it'd just be a nice full circle thing to happen for me. Yeah, um, he's, he's he seems to be somebody who's, who's lockdown seems to be great for because before lockdown he just seems to be this big flippy guy, but he seems to have found yeah. a character. And, just, I don't know, he's changed something, but I can't tell you what it is, but it's whatever he's changed. It's, you want to it's know something? Yeah. That is exactly how I see it. Mm. There is something, because obviously I, I've wrestled him in the past, and he had a really, you know, obvious wrestling style, but now it's something I, you know, it's something that I just can't put my finger on it, and I don't think anyone else can either. No. Um, something something must have happened during lockdown. Something clicked in his head during lockdown. And yeah. just, just, someone I mean, else who I would love to face. Someone who I have had a lovely little social media back and forth with over mm. the last year. Someone who I've um, met in the past. Someone who I've watched wrestle quite recently, but never really got to have a match with them. That's Amber Joe. Oh, yes. I, as a person, <laughs> so, you know, Josh would say, oh, I love Amber. Riley yeah. would say, I want to kick her head off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to kick her head off and vice versa. You know. Yeah, I interviewed her last last August. Yeah, last summer I interviewed her. Mm. Yeah, and she's uh, come along a, a long way since. Oh, uh, she's such a lovely part. Like she's, you know, I've I've seen her backstage at a show, and 
she's a nervous wreck. But once she steps out into that ring, it's like it's like a whole different person. It's like mm. it's definitely a quantum leap moment where she just becomes in the character. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just such a it's just such a lovely thing to see. She and especially her being so new to the game, like from like just last year up until now. And getting the opportunity she's been getting, it's incredible to see. And I would love mm. to see where she goes from here. Definitely. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's won a couple of titles. And yeah, she's saying she's going she's to retire at the end of next year. So what, you've only just started while you've got to retire at the end of next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, she will be taking some time off next year because obviously I think she, it'll, it has something to do with her transition. Mm. So obviously she'll need to take some time off for that. But hopefully after that she gets to come back because I would love to see that happen. So during lockdown, we did have the... The speaking out movements and I don't really want to go into specifics about the speaking out movement but how have you found the dressing rooms and Brit rest since you've come back have you noticed the no- there's a bit of noticeable difference um to be honest I wouldn't I wouldn't know mm. purely because pre-lockdown I was just with the one promotion mm. which is not a thing anymore because of said reasons um but I think from the locker room and my old promotion to like UBW and mm. win is I is it's such a more welcoming atmosphere definitely whereas like you know back at my old place it was very clicky like us trainees would just stick with each other because you know we were you know we were we were trainees we were training with each other every week mm. and we were very comfortable around each other around two of my coaches I was very comfortable around, but like people who were coming in or, you know, the veterans, so to speak, I just feel very uncomfortable around them because they spoke to me as if I was a trainee, yeah. not as like, not as a actual person. Whereas now yeah. I'm not treated like a trainee. I'm treated as like, you know, I'm on the card. Yes. You know, I'm there to wrestle. So it's definitely a nice feeling, especially with UBW because everyone there is so funny, so loving, so hilarious. Like, um, Adonis Payne is my favorite person to talk to backstage at a show because he is so funny. He is such a lovely person. Um, someone else who I'd love to wrestle actually, Adonis Payne is a lot like me. We're still new to this game. Mm. We're still very green, but we're, but you know, we, we know who we are. Yes. So to have that little, you know, little clash between us two, I'd love to see that happen hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, that'd be a fun match. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's playing somebody I want to see more. I've only I've only seen him on YouTube and I haven't seen him live yet. Watching him in person up close from ringside is is a lovely thing to see because uh, his elbow drop from the top rope is something spectacular. <laughs> like seeing like I've only seen it live twice and every time I pop for it. Um, Hopefully I wouldn't be on the receiving end of it, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to watch it, like, just from the crowd is amazing. Definitely. But if you kicked out of it, just imagine. That's it. If I could, if I, if I, you know, if he doesn't kick my ass that hard, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, just with a pop he'll get if you kicked out of it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, those in between, and those that don't identify as any gender, because we don't discriminate here. You are listening to The Notorious Angel on the BBG Wrestling Podcast. So if you're a promoter for a day, promoting an event, so you're a wrestler you've worked or trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you want to put in that match. Cool. Cool. As it's your card, 
every match can be agenda, every match can be three way, four way, five way. Add a silly stipulation if you want. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, who have been your opening contest? Get the crowd excited. Oh, it would have to be um, Clarence versus myself. Yeah, oh, in the implosion. Clarence versus, yeah, Clarence versus myself. In Sass- a good old... Central implode. Yeah, <laughs> um, we've never got to work each other in a in a singles match, so no. I'd love to see what our sassy personalities could do against each other rather than with each other. That could be fun. Mm. <laughs> um, what about a comedy style match? So. Um, I think I, I think I'd have to have it as a feather boa on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> feather boa on a pole match. <laughs> would that be yours and Clarence's match? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be our that would be our match. It would have to be a feather on a pole match. Me and Clarence. So do you, so there's two ways of doing the pole match. You either have to get it and then you've won by getting the feather boa or you get the feather boa and then you can use it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so. it's, a, it's a pinfall match. You just have to get it off the pole. You just have to get it off the pole and use it in how many ways you want. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so. that would be my opening match. Cool. What about a comedy match? A comedy match? Ooh. Um... So, so it's, there's normally two ways of doing it. So you either have two comedy wrestlers, or you have a straight man and the and the, and the comedy wrestlers. Oh, so, so. I think I don't know, that's a tough one. Um, uh, uh, a gimmick swap match between yes. Charles Crowley and Clementine. <laughs> you just yeah. just have a match. It's just yeah. teams a implode gi- on each other. So. A, gim- a gimmick swap match between Clementine and Charles Crowley. I'd love to that, see that. That'd be fun. <laughs> Crowley coming out to Clarence Sands and hilarious. She's somebody I need to see live. I've only ever seen her on YouTube or on. Oh, Clementine's great. Yeah. Especially backstage. She's so lovely. And yeah. Charles Crowley as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I interviewed him, oh God, three years ago now, yeah. It's mm. Just before his match with Sugar Duncanson. So oh, yeah. So, I think yeah. I've seen that match. Yeah. <laughs> um, your women's title match. Okay. That's um that's an easy one. Lucia Lee. Mm. Um She's great. Versus, yeah, um versus Lizzie Elbo. Yes. I've seen that match once before. It was great the first time. I'd love to see it again. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're two of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Who would be the face and who would be the heel? Well, they just going to both be heels oh, as each other. Oh, <laughs> Lizzie Elbo is obvious, obviously the heel. Mm. Like, like, oh, you can't... I think it's just like she has... Such that badass woman personality, you mm. can't help but boo her. No, definitely. Yeah, the first time I saw her alive, she did face, and I was like, oh. mm. And then, yeah, then every other time she's been, yeah. Because I hadn't seen her have a fight with a woman for the first two times I've seen her, she had intergender matches and she was battered too bad. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, no. She's such a badass, like, I'm, like, genuinely afraid of her. Mm. <laughs> Okay, what about your mid-card title match? So your workhorse title? <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, Tommy Kyle. Yes, he's fun. Um, and, uh, he's, put, he's put on some beef recently, as I say. He's... Oh, Tommy Kyle is a beast. Mm. Like, he's, like, he is, he's got such a really, like, apparent look to him. Like, as soon as you see his gear, his build... You know exactly who he is and what he can do in the ring is insane. Like, I took a German suplex from him at the recent floor as lava and he turned me inside out. Yeah. 
which I need to get him back for, by the way. Um, but um, yeah, so definitely Tommy Kyle. Mm. Oh, I'm waiting for you to see Roswell now because <laughs> he's having another tag team. Roswell's great as well, especially yeah. like backstage. He is so silly. He's so funny. But no, not Roswell. Um, or Lando. Tommy Kyle oh. and Lando. Well, that'd be interesting. Mm. It's a nice clash of styles as well. So, so. Um, a hardcore extreme rules style match. So. Okay. Um, I think his name. I think his name's Big Big F and Joe. Big F and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Big F and Joe. And oh, Session Moss Medina. Oh yes. Because I think she did, recently she did a death match tournament. I think she, was in, she did. She's been at least. I don't. Know if she did. Yeah, she was in the TNT one. Yeah, she was in a TNT Deathmatch tournament. I watched some of the spots, and she is insane. So I'd love, to, so I'd love to see Big F and Joe and Sasha Moth go at it in a hardcore match. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get Deathmatch wrestlers. I say it all the time on the podcast. I don't get it. Why, why, why would you want to get glass and pins in you for like forty or fifty quid, or whatever you get? I just don't get it. So it's like... Pers- personally, I wouldn't do it, mm. but if it's happening, I'll watch it, and if it pops me, great. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are into saying, I want to have one death match, I just want to do it once, get out of the way, <laughs> never do it again. So like... I'm, taking, I'm taking a kendo stick once, and that mm. was enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I don't know because I just have like a, a fear of needles and being pierced through the force of glass oh, going yeah, into yeah. me, or yeah, barbed wire going into me. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, your tag team title match? Um, cool. <laughs> So the eight seven, yes. which is Warren Banks and um, uh, Big Wavy, and I'd love to see them go up against the O one two one. Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. So, much. Man like Dave Reese and um, Dan Maloney. Yeah. So I'd love to see them go at it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Plus, I'd love Warren. Uh, Warren Banks is someone I definitely want to work with. Yeah, he's he's the champion of my local promotion, Wrestle Island. And um and uh man like Doris, I'd love to work with him. His entrance, oh my god. It's so fun. <laughs> if I if I was against him, I don't think I'd be able to stop. I I, I don't think I'd not be able to say two one when he says yeah. one. <laughs> like I'm like if I was opponent and he said and he does the O one two one thing, I wouldn't be able to stop myself because it's so catchy. Mm. But yeah, the O one two one versus the um eight seven. He taught me how to about eighty quid last time I went to a show where he was on. <laughs> Oh came home with two two t-shirts and a hoodie, and I have no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. I was a slightly drunk because I went to an adults only show. Uh, <laughs> pissed, here's the thing, though: getting pissed at an adult show that's got to be funny. Oh yeah, it was, it was really really fun. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I usually go with the family, so yeah. Yeah, it was nice to just let loose for one show. Yeah, my, my girlfriend got me like a VIP ticket, so. so. I got, here, I got into town far too early, like two hours before the show started, so I was just sitting in Weatherspoon and just like... Yeah. <laughs> cheap, dr- cheap drinks, though. Yeah. Yeah, even, <laughs> even, in, yeah, even Liverpool, it's only like three pound of pains. So, really? Wow, fucking hell. <laughs> cool. That's your main event. Right. Um, okay, so this would be for my world title. Yeah. So um, it would be a, um, a Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match. Yes. <laughs> and um, I'd have to have um, who, who would I have to have in that? I'm trying to think who you haven't picked. 
Um, I'd put Adonis in it. Yeah. Because uh, I just, I just love to see. I'd, I'd love to see how he would do in a four man sixty minute sixty minute Iron Man. Um, 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 uh, Brady Phillips, who used to train me years ago. Mm. Um, I knew him as someone else back then. I will not. He, 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 was, he was at the TNT show on Sunday. And I was like, I know you for ages. Yeah. He just, he was just watching from that. I was like, it took me ages yeah. to figure out who it was. So, <laughs> so Adonis Payne, uh, Brady Phillips, mm-hmm. um, Truman, yes, and Evie Madden. Ooh, yes. And this is how I would book it. I'd have um, two of them tie at the end at two falls to have them. At the next show, face one on one. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Mm. That's good to some death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be good. That, uh, the Fatal Four Away Iron Man match there at Catch Wrestling was really fun. Was just before lockdown, the first ever show. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, that was really good. So, um, Jamie Nelson won it. So, yeah, that'd be a great card. I'd really like to watch that. <laughs> I would definitely, I think I'm. Even though the main event is like the match to watch, I would just love to see what me and Clarence could do with a feather boa on a pole match. Yeah, <laughs> just see you choking each other with a feather. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to see if I can make that happen somewhere. Yeah, I'm actually going. <laughs> I'll have a little meeting with Paul. Suggest, yeah, suggest it now. I'll get it on WrestleMania next year. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be so fun. <laughs> right, so before we go, if you got any social media or merch stores you want to. Uh, so my uh, Twitter is uh, Riley the NBF, and my um, Instagram is uh, Rainbow Killer O Two. Cool. I'll put links in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. Yeah. I'd love to have you on again in the future. That was a lot of fun. Maybe oh, have absolutely. A SAS Central, but if you're on at the same time, that'd be fun. Oh yeah, we could definitely do that. <laughs> that'd be so much fun.